Welcome to the Degrassi Book Club. Two inebriated bibliophiles discuss the teen drama that is the Degrassi Junior High book series. Brought to you by the Degrassi AV Club. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Degrassi AV Club Book Club. I'm Allison, here with Jason. Hi Jason. Hello, how are you? I'm good, except I think I do the same intro every time. Oh, we have like 673 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's our trademark is what I like to think now. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I hope everyone just skips through it. <laughs> that sounds crazy. I was like, well, that's just like clockwork. <laughs> well, today when we picked up and we were talking and you were like, hey, how are you? I was like, good, this is Jason. Welcome to Degrassi. If you could. Like, yeah, it's just what we do. Yeah, I guess it is just what we do. It's yeah. crazy. Um, our second to last book. I know. I um, read this a long time ago, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> On your intro, do you, uh, when we were pausing for like the 10 seconds before, uh-huh. I had like a mini panic attack because I was like, oh, fuck, is it my book report? <laughs> uh, no, I pulled out my rubric and yeah. everything because I was like, nice. oh, God, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> like the grade matters. Yeah, I, I know. I was just about to. I was like, "Ooh, where's mine?" And I was like, uh, "A plus." <laughs> so, there it is. <laughs> I feel like that's probably what teachers are like right now. Actually, that's so weird. It's yeah. really weird. I don't know. Um, I can't imagine teaching. Like my my friend, she does the same job as me, but she had to have a meeting today, and she was uh-huh. like, "Oh, I feel like I'm in school still because we did our school remotely. That's how we became friends, and we would just be in bed. <laughs> you know, oh we'd God. be like texting each other. I'm <laughs> like, oh, I'm in bed. Blah blah blah." And she was like, I feel like I'm in school because I'm in bed. And I guess the woman she was having a meeting with was like wearing pearls and earrings. Oh. And she's like, this is intense. I was like, oh my God. No remote meetings from my house. So you're going to see dogs jumping around and stuff that nobody needs to see. Yeah, luckily I don't do any. any we don't even do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. No, no, no. <laughs> no zooming. Yeah, no, nobody needs to see that. Although I did FaceTime with somebody last Saturday And I went and took a walk to do it and I am so sunburned. It's what, three days later and I am, oh, it's, it's really bad. Like it's, I feel bruised. A really bad sunburn. I feel so bad for you. It's still just as red today and it didn't hurt the first two days. So I was like, oh, this is fine. But now it's at like the hurty phase and I feel like such a baby. I'm like, I hurt. It looks like it's going to be purple and bruisey. Like I felt really bad for you. I'm sorry. It's it's quite lobstery. It's really oh, funny. <laughs> if that lobster had been boiled. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Did you put any aloe on? Yeah, I have okay. um, I have some aloe that I love. Somebody here makes this aloe that's got peppermint and lavender in it, and it's so nice. Ooh, that I sounds know, delicious. I love, I love it. Um, speaking of FaceTiming and videos... Yes. Did you happen to see my cameo this week? Of course I saw your cameo this <laughs> I week. I watched it twice. <laughs> it was so exciting. I can't believe it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little jealous. He talked to you for like five minutes, but that's okay. I could just pretend he was talking to me. This uh... week, my friend, Darling Noir, Jennifer, thank you, um, surprised me with a cameo from Spinner, Shane Kipple, and I almost peed my pants because I was not expecting it. That was not, like not what I expected at all that yesterday no why would nope. you expect that that's <laughs> no. awesome though he talked for a long time he's clearly uh on quarantine <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was pretty cute yeah um, i, I like his tip of health food health food giving you boners <laughs> that was that. i know i was like oh good he'll be open to what i do with him in memes later yes <laughs> 
Sorry. That's pretty awesome. I know. And then um, Ruben and Katie Broomheads had cameos. Mm-hmm. It was quite a cameo week. Mm-hmm. And weren't you FaceTiming Darcy earlier? Oh, my God. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Did you use the baby face filter? How hilarious was that? That's was, a good one. I was laughing out loud. I sent Jason a video yeah. that somebody did a baby face Silva sisters. Too much. I was dying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nobody really needs to know I watched that. Oh, everyone knows we watched 90 Day. <laughs> I just can't wait for Jihoon and um, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Exciting. All right. Well, um, speaking of romances. Oh, Maya, she's quite the little... The little romancy lady. Well, you know what I was thinking about these books? Hmm. These kids are horny. Oh, they're teenagers. I know, but like they really <laughs> talk about it in the books. Like it's their personal diary. Whereas like in the episodes, they don't really talk about it that that much. I think they can't really talk about it on TV quite as much yeah. as they do in the books. Yeah. Um, there was another erection in this book. And can we just say it? I'm pretty sure Caitlin's given BJ's down by the beach, right? I don't I don't think so. Handies. 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 But not yeah. no. Nothing in the face. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. But I definitely I do think handies for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they allude to it. We're not talking trash. They allude yeah. to it. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> crazy well i guess we should probably just jump into it because um this book is long, it's long but it's delightful i like this book it's good yeah it's maya so i love it and it's a pretty good storyline i yeah. like it all right um do you, when is when is this book it is um the summer after eighth grade yes and it's after um with it because there's a lot of caitlin so it's after caitlin's it's after claude and after robert right yeah, so maybe it's summer after ninth grade, between ninth and tenth. That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read the back? Yes. Okay. All right, are you ready? I'm so ready. Did we say <laughs> we're doing Maya? Because we're doing Maya. <laughs> I, if, if people are, yeah, they, they figured it out by now. <laughs> they either don't care or they know. <laughs> Maya, a job and a boyfriend. That's what Maya's after this summer. Work isn't easy to find when you're in a wheelchair, but Maya has determination, and that's worth a lot. She finds a job at Slurps, a local Degrassi hangout, and she goes out on her first real date ever, with Kirk, one of the waiters. But nothing is ever simple. The job turns out to be more than Maya bargained for, and Kirk has a mysterious side that he doesn't want to share. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's um, Catherine Ellis, so I'm not going to read about the author. Okay. It's the same one. Yes. Well, I'll just start my book report. Um, wait, wait. Where's your what? book from? My book is a Mandy Atmall special. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> who is she? <laughs> I don't know. Of all the things I want, who is Mandy Atmall? Seriously. My mystery girl. Who are you? Where's your from? It's, uh, mine is brand new. It's a brand new copy. Nice. The back cover's a little bit bent, mm-hmm. um, but the spine is perfect. Oh, Mandy got a little water on mine, but... I'll forgive her since she was a coveter of Degrassi books. If you could solve John Bonet or find Mandy Atmall, which one would you choose? Mandy. We all know who did <laughs> who killed John Bonet. Wow. Pineapple milk kid. <laughs> I'm totally a burger. <laughs> we all know it to all be right. true. Do you want to give a presentation on that instead? No. <laughs> all right. Book report time. Okay. So 
This book is called Maya, a Degrassi book, or a Degrassi book, Maya, by Katherine Ellis. So this book is about our lovely, luxurious Maya, who we don't get to see enough of in the series. Um, she is in a wheelchair because she has spina bifida, but that doesn't stop her. She loves to dance. She loves to romanticize. Um, she likes to fantasize, and she loves to creep on her friend Caitlin when she's making out with boys. Really creepy, yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's much. <laughs> so she um, really wants her license, and she wants to convert her parents' van to be um, handy accessible. She needs $500, so she's going looking for a job. So in this book, she gets her first job, and she also gets her first kiss. Yay. That would be Maya. So... And she meets some interesting people along the way. Okay. So our first, our main character obviously is Maya. Like I said before, she's glorious. Um, <laughs> and we love her. And she's cute and sweet and a little naive. But she really grows up a lot over the summer. Um, yeah. And then, she's very ideal. Sorry. No, go ahead. She's idealistic yes. in my mind. Absolutely. I'm interrupting. I'm then we've got our bestie, Caitlin, who moves a little faster than I would ever expect. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, we all know Caitlin as the little man eater, and uh, <laughs> that's totally what she's made out to be in this book, which is hilarious. Um, because yes. she's not really, but they totally make her out to be a man eater. Um, we do hear about her grandma Bubby a few times, which I just thought was really cute that she has a grandma named Bubby. Um, the other kind of the two main characters, obviously, are Maya and Caitlin. But other than that, we've got Kirk, who, for some reason, they call him on the back of the book a waiter when he's clearly a cook. Did you did you catch that? Yes. Um, okay, so it's Maya's co-worker. Um, they talk about Sarah Ann a little bit, which is her friend from work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then um, uh -huh. we've got Creeper Scotty, who's her boss. And um, I don't really want to know more about him. So yeah. my favorite part from the book would be... Um, Maya getting her first boyfriend. I just am so happy to see Maya get a little sum for her own because, you know, she doesn't have to lurk in corners anymore now because now she knows what the real deal feels like. I agree. I like it because it takes Maya out of the school yeah. on her own, which is nice because it shows her exactly. independence. Exactly. And she's pretty independent too, which is awesome. They, yeah, Truly. they talk about her yeah. like warring down the street and. You know, it's, it's, There's it's a lot pretty of, awesome. Well, I'll let you read your paragraph, and then we'll talk about... She's always buzzing, zipping, or uh, whipping. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So, in true Allison fashion, what I'm going to read from the book mm -hmm. is actually the beginning. I decided I really like the way that they open up, like, all of these books. I do. Huh. You know, I thought... Sorry. Can, <laughs> I thought it was going to be the erection oh, part. <laughs> probably should have been that part, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of grossed me out. So it wasn't like the snake shower erection. <laughs> so, it wasn't like a yeah. happy erection. <laughs> it, was a, it was an it was assaulty a, one. Malevolent erection. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't prefer the assaulty erections. No, thank you. So pass. Pass on assaulty exactly. erections. On that note, chapter Great. one, uh, page one. What it is that makes sixteen seem so special? Maya wondered aloud. It's because we're old enough for everything now. Replied her best friend Caitlin, who was. Uh, draped lazily on swing on Maya's front porch. We're old enough for jobs. We're old enough to drive. We're old enough for life. Finally, 
Maya, sitting in her wheelchair next to Caitlin, took another sip from her glass of pink lemonade. She didn't know what it was, but pink lemonade always tasted better to her than the regular kind. It tasted like summer, and summer it was, the very first day of it, and all stretching out in front of her, her summer of being sweet 16. They're so excited about turning 16. Yeah. Everything is going to happen. Oh, God. Yeah. Haven't you seen 16 Candles? (laughs) (laughs) It's the big day. All right. Well... I think I have to give you an A. Oh. Plus. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Was it because I um, changed that Kirk was a waiter to um, a cook? Yes. How did they get that wrong on the back cover? I, I Honestly, though, it's probably not the same person who writes the back cover as the book, so I could see them not getting that, but <laughs> it's Editor? a pretty big mix-up. <laughs> I know. I was like, geez, really? <laughs> I'm going to write a letter to James Lorimer and first get copies of the Yick and Arthur secret books and then ask them a lot of questions. I feel like I would kill for a Yick and Arthur book. I know I've said it before, but I think I might actually like, I think I would like go through with it. I wonder if they even had cover art for it. Oh my God. Can you imagine how good that cover art would be? Yeah. Oh my God. Because there were... There were back of covers for it, weren't it? There was brief description somewhere of it from Lorimer. I don't know, somewhere on the interweb. Oh my god. I thought I sent that to you. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. All right, you're getting me all frazzled for this. <laughs> all righty. Well, uh, should we do some things we didn't know about Maya? Sure. Um, right. I guess I kind of covered this one already. Yeah, that's, I realized <laughs> that right now, too. <laughs> so, guess what, guys? She's got a grandma named Bubby. Yay, and Bobby. she's got a five-year-old Joel as a little brother. So um, that was mine on page four. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a big family. Yeah, she does. <laughs> All right, Jason, I guess the next one's you. All right. So um, here's where we find out that there's a place near Degrassi where the kids hang out. And um, they, they're they studying for their driver's permit, which they call the 365. Yeah. So I guess that's what they call it up there. Um, so... Page 14. Maya. It was Caitlin calling to her as she ran up the walk. I couldn't wait to show you. I got my 365. I start my lessons next week. Oh, wonderful. Maya smiled wanly at her friend. Come on, I'm taking you to Slurps to buy you a a milkshake, announced Caitlin. It's a celebration. Ew, Slurps? Slurps. Well, I think that's what you have to do when you drink... um... A Degrassi milkshake that's just milk. Well, and here's the description of slurps. <laughs> I know. I'm like, all I could think of was like, just like sad, runny milkshakes on the floor. Yeah. But slurps was not far from where the girls lived, just about a block from Degrassi High. And a lot of the kids hung out there after school. It was a fun and funky hamburger joint with a real old fashioned jukebox that somebody always had a quarter to throw into. And it was done up in a 50s style in pinks and turquoises and chrome. It was strictly counter service, but that meant you could pretty much hang out as long as you wanted without getting thrown out as long as you didn't get rowdy. So here's another thing. Mm-hmm. It was strictly counter service, but they had waiters. Yeah, <laughs> it's really strange. I mean, they had food runners, but they're not waiters. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I just realized that as well. Yeah. You know, the terminology yep, so, might just be a little different than the States. Yeah. So that's what is slurps called in the show, the joint or whatever, or is that where it is in real life? It's the dot in next gen. Right. But in the I old can't remember it. what it's called right now. You and you're putting me on the spot. Straddling generations. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm already on next gen. All right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just really don't remember. I can't. I... It's okay. All right. Those milkshakes suck. So I wouldn't. It's not like we're going to yeah, go there. Yeah, I wouldn't want one of those gross milkshakes. Mm-hmm. All right. So on page 18, we learn what her girls do over the summer. Um, yes. So there was no way she'd ever get a boyfriend if she just sat around on the front porch all day. And anyway, it was really boring with Caitlin off at work all the time. Her other friends were all working her away this summer, too, or both. Diana had gone to visit family in Greece for the summer, and Melanie was being a camp counselor up north all summer. Kathleen was working at the library, but Maya didn't like Kathleen much anyway. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I love I that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. I could totally see Kathleen working in the library, just like totally taking it upon herself to give those glares. Oh, yes, so just good. like keeping everyone quiet. Yeah. Well, and then Melanie, I like the continuation or the continuity because um, she's must be up at her dad's house up north. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, totally. I could. She'd be a cute camp counselor too. I think so. Yeah, I'm picturing like when there was the snake. What she thought was the snake when the school, and she had the uh, the boots on and them like taped to her legs, so nothing could get in. I'm picturing her wearing an outfit that dorky, being a camp counselor. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I would like to see her as a counselor. Be cute. Yeah. Learn how to make friendship bracelets. I wish she was the counselor and Snake was the lifeguard. Oh, my <gasps> God. That was just too cute. I know. It'd be so good. Yeah. All right. Well, on page 29, we find out that she's got some coworkers. Mm-hmm. And they all have like crazy names. <laughs> or like, <laughs> I'm like, no one's like, books, there's no Becky. Yeah, these books just have crazy names. I don't know why, but continue. On page 29, this is the condiment table. Everybody, this is Maya. She's new. Maya, this is Tommy, Kiki, Grace, and Shazia. <laughs> it doesn't sound like, it just doesn't sound real. Like, no. it's like, no, Kiki. Like just Shazia. I, it just sounds like a random Benetton out of people names. Like we need some diversity, and we need to get it done in page twenty-eight. Yeah. But like, th- it's not Googled. I guess she just got it off of like TV or something. I I don't think that came from TV. I don't know where she came with those. I, I All right, <laughs> it's crazy, but maybe not as crazy as Maya's bedroom. Okay, so what's going on here? <laughs> Well, we'll just read about it and maybe we can talk about it. So, page 49. Maya's bedroom is romantic, but not frilly. Actually, exotic might have been a better way of putting it. The bed covered in an Indian print cotton bedspread was along one wall under the window. In the opposite corner was the pile of cushions, covered in a variety of flower designs, from lush South Pacific batiks to delicate Laura Ashley prints, (laughs) to English garden chintz, to stylized Guatemalan weavings, all in shades of purples, blues, and greens. A 30-style darkwood vanity on the same opposite wall had a huge oval mirror and doubled as a desk and a chest of drawers. It suited Maya's wheelchair, as she could wheel with her knees under the top of it, and the drawers were low enough for her to reach anything. On the wall, Maya had her mom help her pin up a beautiful Afghani scarf, a Robert Dosno, I don't even, I'm not saying that right, poster of a couple kissing in the street, a travel poster for Israel, a poster from Gone with the Wind, where Clark Gable was carrying Vivian Lee up the staircase of Tara. The window above the bed was covered by a folding blind, with more fabric draped around the window frame. A small collection of elephants paraded across the windowsill. 
a wooden bookcase, it just goes on and on, held all her favorite books from childhood. And now, on top of the picture of her parents on their wedding day, oh, and top of it was a picture of her parents on their wedding day. Her mother's hair long and straight and parted in the middle, and she was wearing a voluminous muslin gown. Her father had his dark hair and an afro, and he was wearing jeans and an Indian cotton shirt. They sort of looked funny, but Maya thought they were kind of romantic and sweet. So did they just go into an anthropology? Okay, there is or so much shit in this room. are they in the upstairs of the Urban Outfitters on Northwest 23rd in Portland? Like, <laughs> what the, what the hell? <laughs> we'll take one print from every country. Oh yeah, some elephants. Oh, a scarf? Yeah. That's gorgeous. Um, we'll take four posters from Ikea that are framed. Just any of them. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And then um, a muslin gown. Yeah, a muslin gown. Mm, comfy. Yeah, gotta add that afro in there, too. <laughs> I like that. I'm exhausted. I feel like I've just done enough reading for the whole rest of the, <laughs> the book. I remember reading that page and a half description of her room and just thinking like, God, this paragraph has so much shit in it and this room has so much shit so in it. So much. Like, I feel like that's like a hoarder's bedroom. Well, and also she's in a chair too. So how is, I guess things are on shelves and windowsills and stuff. Exactly, on the walls. I don't know. It seems like a mess. I don't know. It just sounds really crowded to me. Just really crowded. (laughs) Really crowded. Well, guess what Caitlin's been up to? Uh Uh-oh. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it also seem like they've been on school break for like summer break for like four days? Yes. Definitely. Like Maya got a job. Like she had like crappy job interviews for like two pages, and then she got a job. Yeah. And then Caitlin's got a new boyfriend. What's Caitlin's boyfriend's name? I don't remember. Uh, David. <laughs> All right. Well, so here we find out what Caitlin's been up to. Page fifty-one. Enough about me, she said, pulling herself up to into a sitting position on the bed. What about David? Well, started Caitlin. We went out again last night. Do you realize that's the third time? Friday, Monday after work, and last night, Maya. Friday, Monday, after work, and last night, Maya nodded and Caitlin went on. I don't know. I might be falling in love. He's so passionate. Mm -hmm. It just kind of carries me along. (laughs) Passionate, asked Maya knowingly. Did he kiss you? Caitlin hesitated. Oh, Maya, I think maybe he'll think I'm easy. He, um... Caitlin paused again. Maya, I let him fill me up. Oh, Caitlin. Third date. Yeah. That's pretty quick. I know. I feel like for her, that's way bold. I think so, too. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think for Tessa Campanelli, no problem. But for Caitlin Ryan. Yeah. Because this is preschools out, too. It is. And Caitlin's pretty protective of the goods, which is fine. <laughs> she, you know, she should be. Um, right. <laughs> well, not for long, as we find out. At least not in this book. I guess summer Caitlin is different than school Caitlin. Well, and was that where she talks about whether it's over the shirt or under the shirt? Or is that later? I think that's later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so on page 62... Is this your favorite part? No, I mean, I like this part, but it's not my favorite part. Oh. Is it your favorite part? No, my favorite part is with Scotty later. Yes, that's what I figured, you (laughs) dirtbag. (laughs) So, um, let's not talk about me, he said, leaning forward a little bit. I'm not very interesting. You are to me, said Maya, intending to say it jokingly. 
but she was surprised to find that it came out seriously. The angles of the fence and the open car hood created a small private universe for them. Maya could smell metal and oil. A squirrel <laughs> scolded them nearby. Romantic. Kirk's lips tasted like sweet pink lemonade. A chaste kiss. Maya's eyes fluttered open, but she saw that Kirk's eyes were still closed, and she kissed him again. More. Oh, more. Yay! I know. So we get the first kiss here, and we also learn that when you're um, Canadian, when you drink coffee, your kisses taste like pink lemonade. Yeah, they had coffee or Coca-Cola, something else beforehand. Was Was it? Oh, Oh, no, it was Coke. It was Coke. Coke. Yeah, she got them two, he got them two cans of Coke, and now he tastes like pink lemonade. Tastes like pink lemonade. You know, though, if pink lemonade's her favorite taste and she's getting her first kiss, she's allowed. (laughs) What makes pink lemonade pink? Um, Food coloring. So there's no difference between pink and yellow lemonade? Um, You know what, though? I'm I'm in the Maya boat. I like pink lemonade better, too. Okay. Yeah, there's just... That wasn't an answer, though. I asked you a question. (laughs) (laughs) There's no difference. There's there's a difference. There's something about the color pink that makes it more delightful. Okay, I agree with that. I just thought maybe it was a flavor thing. No, absolutely not. It's just just more of a thrill. If you can get thrills out of drinking lemonade. (laughs) A a pink lemonade propagandist or something. (laughs) All right. So uh, Maya's exhausted because she's been working. She's actually working like five days a week or something, right? She's working a lot. You know, she's working a lot. Well, and because she's saving up for the conversion to get the van converted so she can drive it with hand levers. But $500 doesn't seem like a lot to have that done, does it? Uh, I think back then it's a lot, though. Yeah. You know? That's true. That makes sense. Yeah, because she's probably making like two fifty an hour. Ooh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. That's like minimum too. wage at that time is probably pretty rough. Oof, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, we won't. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, we're not going to look into that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no. All right, page sixty-seven. Maya popped a waffle in the toaster, a treat that was supposed to be reserved for Sundays, and indulged herself in the morning TV talk shows. She had secretly hoped one of them would be about bosses that spy on their semi-nude employees or girls who kiss boys whose last names they've only just found out or maybe weird dreams and what they mean in expert interprets. Call our toll-free number, but it was only back to the standard stuff. Housewives who work as call girls on one channel and women who refuse to take off their wedding gowns on the other. I want to watch TV with Maya. I know. I like that she likes the trash TV. Yeah, me too. I loved the trash TV back then, though, because it was like the height of it, too. Yeah, Sally Jesse, yeah. really good Oprah time. It was like Oof. Sally, Maury, Donahue. Donahue. <laughs> yeah, all of them. I think Jerry Springer had just started. Oh, what was her name? Jenny, shoot, Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Sally, did we say Sally Jesse Raphael? Gerardo Rivera. I didn't watch these shows. I watched the shit out of these shows. I loved (laughs) (laughs) Such a mess. Oh, so So good. So good. It was reality TV before reality TV was, you know, a thing. Yeah. That reality TV was the only way you could go on from there. Well, and plus there were like five channels. Yes. So that was what you were watching. Yeah. (laughs) So good. I wasn't complaining. I was loving it just like Maya was too. Perfect dream day. Yeah, pretty much. Jenny Jones to Donahue to Classic Degrassi. With Maya. (laughs) And you've skipped school. (laughs) Sounds great to me. (laughs) 
So here's definitely something I did not know about that Maya's a poetry writer. Mm, she's so, a poet and you didn't know it? I, exactly. <laughs> but she's a questionable poet as well. Yeah. On page 86, Maya was writing a poem about suicide. It was weird how, when she was happy, she could write great stuff about misery. But when she was miserable, all that came out was chirpy little verses. What? It was like I, yeah. quite a swing for Maya. Yeah, like I get it. Like she probably, you know, she's a person. She'll have complicated feelings and up and down. But I certainly didn't think she was like us writing suicidal poetry. No, it was like wow, very unexpected, Maya. Yeah, she would have been writing like romantic fiction. Yeah, I feel like her and Melanie would probably be like writing romance fiction together. Yeah, definitely co-authoring. You know, wow, <laughs> that was just unexpected i can see her being a poet but i can't see her seeing like see her being like a maudlin poet but that's just me well another thing we learned mm -hmm. caitlin's not perfect i am shocked they put that on paper <laughs> <laughs> we're led to believe that she is perfect i know well and caitlin's been a hot topic on the instagram lately oh shit we're getting upset mm -hmm. all right page 89 let's see it let's see the license what license said caitlin glumly she looked as if she'd been crying. Didn't you pass? asked Maya. Caitlin's mother crossed the room and gave her daughter a hug. Don't worry. You'll get it next time. Poor oh, thing. <laughs> I know. And then... We're going to continue on to how not perfect she is? Yeah. And so then we find out why she failed on page 90. <laughs> when I parallel parked, he said I was too far from the edge. I mean, did he measure it? No. And I went through a crosswalk. The person wasn't even on the crosswalk. She was standing on the curb still. Well, it's okay not to be perfect. That's why they have a test. You just need a little more practice, that's all, said Miss Ryan reassuringly. Come on, let's eat. Your dad said he would be late. Hmm. Maya, you must be starving. Yeah, so her dad's going to be late? Yeah. Where do you think he was? We know where he is. Um, is yeah. he playing squash? Look at me remembering squash. Yeah, he's squashing something. <laughs> Ew. The receptionist to the back seat. Gross. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just like his daughter Caitlin on page ninety-one. <laughs> Caitlin on page ninety-one is definitely playing squash. <laughs> oh my god! So she's talking to Maya, and uh, yeah. Maya knows that she's upset about something a little more than just the driving test. Um, yeah. So it is something with David, Caitlin said, with real anger in her voice. Whoa, Caitlin, this is me. Don't bite my head off, said Maya. What is it? I'm sorry, Caitlin apologized. She hugged a throw cushion to her chest, slouching low on the sofa. It's that things are getting out of control. Last night, we went out and he had some wine. Very romantic. And you know me, Maya. I hardly ever drink wine, maybe on Christmas. Anyway, we're supposed to go to a movie, but instead we went down by the bluffs and he pulled out this bottle of wine. Pink fizzy stuff tasted like pop. Delicious. Before I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Boots Farms. <laughs> I was feeling warm and a little dizzy and we started kissing really hot. And Caitlin stopped looking at Maya. Third base. Third base, said Maya. She knew she couldn't have been. Oh, she knew she shouldn't have been surprised. Did he? Did you do anything? A bit, admitted Caitlin. But I managed to put the brakes on. Then he got kind of mad and said, "You could hurt a guy <laughs> doing that." Is it true, Maya? I mean, he meant literally hurt, not like I'm hurt. Like do damage. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we at least got a start of a handy. 
<laughs> what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think Caitlin's given boys blue balls by the bluffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, surprised. I was too. Yeah. Very surprised. Perfect Caitlin. And at this point, she's maybe had like seven dates with this guy. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, they're going out that much. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think she gave Chloe a handy? No. I don't know. Probably. Do you think she got Chloe over the sweater action? Oh, I'm sure. Actually, <laughs> Chloe seems like he's maybe a little too sensitive for that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. He just want to, like, make out and look into her eyes? Yeah, she was probably the assertive one in that relationship. Ugh, just third base me. <laughs> All right. Page 147. Well, guess who beat Caitlin? Yay! <laughs> so, page 147. The instructor said it was my experience driving the wheelchair. That's all. Anyway, you'll get yours next time. Third time lucky, right? Bad things come in threes, responded Caitlin gloomily. <laughs> well, cheer up anyway, because we're celebrating my license and it's my treat, replied Maya, transferring into her wheelchair. <laughs> Just like, get over yourself, Caitlin. Yeah, so once, it three times. Yeah. This is about me. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> Good for Maya. I know. Maya's winning a lot in this book. Well, yeah. actually, she's not. We're just not talking about that part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're just glossing over the whole Chester Molesty boss. All right. Well, let's talk about it before we begin quotes. Okay. So. You go first. I'm like, do I have to be the one to start? That's so rude. So Maya gets a feeling that somebody's watching her when she's changing at work. And then her boss comes out and makes some comment about a peach bra, which is what Maya was wearing. Yeah. She learns that her boss watch, like, has a peephole in his room and watches all the girls change. And he also does like a chub rub up on her back, too, at one point. Yeah, he, does, he yeah, rubs his boner on, on her. Yeah. We'll cover that on 113. You'll get there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do have that written down. Oh, good. It's mine, too. <laughs> I like that you remember she was wearing a peach bra. I didn't remember that part. <laughs> that was pretty specific. Um, I don't know. It sounded cute. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't allowed to have colors at that age. Well, peach is like just skin. I, I, I don't know. No, Some, peach is a cute color. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I like peach. It's a cute color. I, I wasn't allowed to have colored bras at that age, either. <laughs> All right, so here we find out that uh, Maya, so Maya's gone for some job interviews and stuff like that, or she's she's calling to go on job interviews, and she decides she's going to do an interview at a place called Yorktown Village. Yeah, which, why didn't we go there? Is that a real place? Why did I not look it up? I, I don't know. You can look it up <laughs> while I read and let us know at the end, but- I can't it, handle that. <laughs> it reminds me of like, uh, Plymouth. did you know what Plymouth Plantation was on the East Coast? Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that sort of a thing. Absolutely. It sounds great. Yeah, that was where we went every time for a field trip. I was like, oh, geez. Oh, that's All right. nice. Yeah, so page three. Guess what she announced, pausing to get everyone's attention? Tomorrow, I have an interview for a job at Yorktown Village. As what? A farm animal? Asked Maya's younger sister, Jana. I love <laughs> Jana. I don't know who she is, but I love her. <laughs> so rude. Burn! <laughs> Uh, and that's where caitlin ends up working right and churning lots of butter yes yes and so her boyfriend must see how well she churns butter and gets a handy (laughs) from her (laughs) oh my so this is harder than five minutes down at the bluffs (laughs) it's true she's really working up that arm (laughs) 
Oh boy. <laughs> so on page 12, um, I feel like this is just a really Caitlin thing to say. So, oh, you're being so good, said Caitlin. I wish I had your patience. I was really looking forward to working there together, too. Maybe I should refuse the job in protest. <laughs> Maybe I should do nothing to support you. <laughs> yeah. So clearly Maya did not get the job um, there. No. So yeah. um, Caitlin's just ready to protest anything is clearly what's going on oh, yeah. there. She, she's there for Maya if she needs it. <laughs> yeah. On page 17, we have a little bit of insight into Maya's feelings on Claude. A little gossip could always bring Maya out of herself. As long as it wasn't some creep like that Claude guy Caitlin had gone out with this last fall. She smiled in anticipation. Do tell, she encouraged. <laughs> it's so Maya. I love, I just love how they put that, like, specifically, a little gossip can always bring her out of herself. <laughs> and then we get the description of Caitlin's boyfriend, David. Oh, David. Well, she said, giggling a little. His name is David. He's a blacksmith's assistant at Yorktown Village, so you can imagine he has a great bod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got brown hair, blue eyes, really cute. He always waves when I go by the blacksmith's shop and says, What ho, Miss Caitlin's? <laughs> and I don't think it's just for the tourists. He's no. exactly my son, my type. <laughs> Somebody who's calling her a hoe. There you go. What ho? <laughs> What ho is walking by here? <laughs> she waves with her really strong right arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, after the description of David, we're going to go into the description of Maya's little love interest here. So this yes. is Kurt on page 28. Ooh. Without his hairnet, he was even more gorgeous. He was tall, six feet maybe, thought Maya. His hair was long past his shoulders, dark like Maya's, only sleeker. And he wore it tied back. He had an oval face and sparkling kind eyes that you had to look to see. And he looked like he really actually had to shave regularly. Not at this exact moment. <laughs> he was dressed in a black leather jacket with a few small chains on it. A crisp white shirt with top two buttons open and black denim jeans. His belt seemed to have some sort of fancy silver buckle, but she didn't like to stare too closely at some guy's <laughs> belt buckle. She thought he was wearing boots. But whether motorcycle or cowboy, she couldn't quite tell out of the edge of her eye. He had a small gold hoop in one ear. Hi, Maya, he said. His voice was light, dusty, not too low, but quiet. Ooh. Hi, Kirk. Maya's usually husky voice, sounding huskier than normal. <laughs> oh, no, Maya, don't let on. <laughs> oh, so she gets a husky voice when she's horny. Apparently. Gets huskier. So, um... He's got the kind of eyes that you have to look at to see what they looked like. Apparently. What a concept. You don't taste them. That's not how you know what kind of eyes he had. Like, what? Yeah, it made no sense. <laughs> no sense whatsoever. So, oh, page 37. So, oh, Caitlin, I'm so tired, but it was great. Maya was on the kitchen phone with the doors closed while the rest of her family watched TV in the living room. But I didn't know work was going to be so exhausting. Oh, my God. Poor Welcome. Caitlin. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, on page 42, we learn about how thrilling Caitlin's dates are. Oh. Um, yeah. Or was this Maya's date? I don't 
even have a note for 42, so I'm just going to let you roll with it. Really? I thought it was 40. Oh, I think it starts on 42 and goes to 43. Yes. Sure does. All right. Oh, it was gr- Oh, yeah, it is Caitlin's date. Oh, it was great, said Caitlin. He picked me up in his dad's car. Very fancy, with those windows that roll down by pressing a button, you know? So you spent the evening rolling windows up and down, asked Maya. Of course not. I was just telling you it was very elegant, protested Caitlin. Anyway, we went to the movies. We saw Edward Scissorhands. Maya, you have to go see it. It's so romantic. Then we went out for a Coke after, and then he took me home. Did he kiss you goodnight, Maya wanted to know? Just a little kiss, very yeah. gentlemanly. Oh so he's, he, she's not doing the handies by the bluff later. No. I like that later in the book, like it's a total high school progression. Like we go on two dates and then we're just going to hang out at some place. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're just going to give me like, we're just going to make out and, and touch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what there is to do in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so and then on page 43, we find out Maya is not happy. A ripple of jealousy washed through Maya, but she kept smiling. All the guys went for Caitlin. She was so pretty, so perfect, smart, but not intimidating, petite, such delicate coloring. Everyone so wanted. Random. I know. Everyone wanted to look after her. She'd had boyfriends ever since grade seven when she started hanging out with Rick. And then there was Joey and the guy she went to the nuclear plant with Robert or something. And Arthur had that big crush on her. Oh, and that Chloe. doesn't count. <laughs> the list seemed endless. And here was Maya, the old cliche, sweet 16 and never been kissed. Aww, Aww. Maya, you'll get yours. Yeah, it's not get- so much sad sack Maya, this book, which I like too. No, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, um, Maya. Yeah. So, on <laughs> 63... Maya has gotten kissed already, so mm-hmm. Maya lay in bed, clasping the pillow to her. It felt nothing like Kirk, but at least it had substance. Oh. Never again would daydreams be enough. There was nothing like the real thing. <gasps> oh, gross, Maya. Now it's commercials as well as cliches. <laughs> Maya went over the afternoon, stroking it and turning it over in her mind like a cherished object. When she kissed him the second time, she had thought, now I've been kissed twice. But now she didn't know how many times she'd been kissed. Somehow, counting seemed wrong, even if it had been possible to focus on something like numbers. She ran her hand across her cheek like he had. And in the car when they got home, he held her so close. She wished he were there to kiss again. There was nothing in her imagination that could make her really feel that kiss. She felt like she was floating on a sea of emotion. (laughs) Not more cliches, Maya. With one arm around her pillow and the other hand touching her cheek, she drifted off to sleep, hoping she would dream about Kirk. Oh, gosh. Wow, Maya. She is just very flowery and romantic. It's a little much. (laughs) She, yeah, she's crawling the walls, if you ask me. Yeah. (laughs) She's ready to go to the bluffs. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, on page 70, we find out what's going on with Caitlin a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I'm like speaking about the bluffs. Yep. (laughs) I mean, things are progressing fast. I mean, what would you say second base was? Second base, maybe under the clothes? Well, second base, said Caitlin. Maya wasn't surprised. She hadn't gotten to first base yet. If it was over the clothes, but she could also sort of see how it would happen. 
So, Caitlin goes over to Maya. How's Kirk? Any progress? Is he, is he filling you up yet? <laughs> yeah, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. These two. That was an odd sentence. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Some... Talk about odd. Yeah. This is uh, on page 112. Oh, We've yes. Got... Here we go. Maya at work. Now, Scotty is her creeper boss. Well, you know what I like um, about Scotty? What? He's hard at work. Oh, my God. You're terrible. I'm sorry. I'm gonna read. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> Scotty crossed the room behind her and leaned over the side of her wheelchair. Steadying the box with his left hand, he took a set of keys from his pocket with the right and used one to slit the packing tape. As he leaned further over to continue tearing the tape across the top of the box, Maya thought he'd chosen a rather awkward way to work on the box, with her in the way, until she realized that something hard was pressing into her shoulder. She leaned away, but he followed. Scotty was deliberately pushing his crotch onto her shoulders. Maya's mouth went dry, and she moved her arm to reach for the lever on her chair to back away. Hey, don't do that, said Scotty in a coaxing tone of voice. An attractive young lady like you, it's time to learn about the ways of the world. I could be a great teacher. He took Maya's hand, pulling it towards him, but she twisted it loose and backed up in her chair. Come on, Ew, Scotty. Scotty's gross. Bag. Yeah. Super gross. Who rubs her pooter on somebody's shoulder like I, what kind of move is that i'm not my little maya either a hole i hate scotty <laughs> like, i know it's funny that they gave him the name scotty too i was like well i guess that's kind of appropriate yeah we're just gonna name all the assholes scott <laughs> <laughs> well and then what's really annoying is that maya starts to of course blame herself and so um, she comes up with some pretty good theories as to what it, what it might have been. God, that always happens, too. Fuck yeah. that. All right, page 114. Had she been friendly to him or seemed to be? Did it have to do with her, her raise? Should she have turned it down? Did anything really happen? Did he maybe just lean on her by accident? Could it have been his fly or something in his pocket that was hard. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, possibly his zipper just froze in ice as he leaned over to hand her the napkins. Jesus. Oh, Maya, poor thing. No, don't be ridiculous, Maya. You know perfectly well you didn't lead him on. No. And he knew perfectly well what he was doing. And so do you, she told herself. Oh, is that what it says? Sorry, I thought, mm -hmm. I thought you were like giving her advice. I was like, you, you go. <laughs> so, yeah. I am giving her advice, her <laughs> own advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's done this repeatedly too. Yeah, and he's been doing it for a long time. He does it to everybody. Sarah Ann. Ugh, Sarah Ann, poor girl. Too scared to speak up for herself. I'm glad that Maya was ballsy enough to do it. I know. I was going to say, I probably shouldn't say ballsy enough because it's not feminist. Oh, okay. Is it hard zipper enough? No, we don't say no. that. Okay. See, that's, that's not the right impact. Oh, okay. <laughs> but speaking of hard zippers, we're going to go to page 117. Okay. So Caitlin's talking about dating um, David and yeah. how he's getting really pushy. So as usual, instead of going to the movies, we went straight to the bluffs. He got really mad that I wouldn't drink any of the wine. So I had a little and we got to third base again. Anyway, 
Then he really started getting pushy last night. He kept saying all the stuff about if I loved him, I would. And he turned blue or something. And I was a tease after he bought all that wine and paid for the gas. The gas in his father's car that I owed him. As if I'm a prostitute or something. Anyway, we had a big fight and then he said he was sorry and we made up. And it started getting really hot again. But fortunately, it was getting late. So I had to go home. The creep agreed, Maya. As if he bought you with gasoline. <laughs> oh, oh, Maya. What I love it. Mad Max prostitution. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I know. <laughs> is Nanea out cold? I hear her snoring. <laughs> um, this is actually Matilda. Is it really? Yes. Oh, wow. But she's in a really awkward position. Yeah. So I think her like passages are just completely like yeah, she's not oxygenating well you need she needs an adjustment it's, she looks really uncomfortable to be honest with you it's cute but uncomfortable looking oh my gosh Dude. Yeah, i'll move a little yeah, bit i just heard her she's like <laughs> all right so um it's fun because you know maya and caitlin have a good friendship and i they start joking about what's going on because maya's being harassed at work and caitlin's being harassed by her boyfriend by her boyfriend <laughs> yeah. jesus christ so page 121 most people would think i'd be grateful for the attention like david seems to act about you and gasoline <laughs> In spite of the seriousness of the situation, both girls broke out laughing. I tell you what, giggled Maya. Offer to pay him gas money to stay at first base. <laughs> and you give Scotty a raise if he promises not to try anything with you, Caitlin joined in. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, That's really good. I'm yeah. surprised that, um, that she's got Caitlin's character being that like jovial about things. Yeah. Well, this is where they make their pact that she's going to dump David and then uh, Maya's going to report Scotty. But I'm sure Caitlin doesn't dump David. I'm sure she goes oh, back we, to him two pages later. Yeah. <laughs> we find out on page 128, you know. Oh, what they went to see, uh Well, they went to see Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. And uh, so then I bought us popcorn. And then after, I said we should go for a Coke. But he wanted to go to the bluffs. So I said, okay, we can go to the bluffs, but only kissing, no wine, no second base, no third base. So we got there and we parked and he has the radio on and we start making out and stuff. And he pulls out the wine and I reminded him, no wine. So oh. he made a face and put it away. Then he goes straight for my leg and he's trying to get his hand up my skirt. I'm pushing him away. I stopped kissing him and I said, look, David, I like you and everything, but really, I don't want to go so far. Oh. Anyway, there's a lot of anyways. Yeah. He got really mad and he called me a word I can't even say, which was the opposite of what he meant and started with an <laughs> S and said how you paid for the movie and I said I'd pay for the popcorn and he said he'd pay for the gas and I told him he didn't buy me and if he didn't like it, he could take me home. He peeled out of there. He was really mad. To tell you the truth, I was a little scared, but he took me home and I got out and I said, don't call me. And he said, in your dreams. <laughs> and that's that. He didn't what hoe me at work today. <laughs> it's a lucky thing. Yorktown Village is so spread out. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I know. She didn't get a what ho. She must be so sad. It's hard when you don't get what hoed. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's probably all she looks to, um, forward to all day. Just the blacksmith what ho in her? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh. All right. Well, so you're going to bring it home for us. Um, so uh, what's his name? Kirk. That's Kirk. Her, her boyfriend. He decides he's going to 
move away. That's why he's trying to fix yeah. up the car because he's got like a bad home life. Yeah, he's got a troubled home life and it wasn't interesting enough for us to talk about. He's got a bad home life at the end. It's Degrassi. The I don't parents even all suck. It was. it was like, I don't think he has a mom and his dad is an alcoholic or If the dad know. was even real. Like, it's all, yeah. Yeah. It was just really not exciting. So He explained it, but then I was like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, it was not exciting for us to talk about. So, Oh, my God. You need to move her. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I never heard her snore like that. She's going to die. <laughs> okay. She now looks really like feather ruffled. Thanks, Jason. Well, I, that's because she had no oxygen saturation. Her lips were blue. Oh, my God. Okay, so we hear a little bit from Kirk on page 144. That's the reason I'm leaving, because of my dad. I mean, I feel guilty because I can't seem to do anything for him, but then I feel mad because it shouldn't be up to me. And then I feel guilty for feeling mad. I think if I got to someplace new, I could start to be someone new. Mm. Won't you miss your friends, asked Maya. Again, she wanted to say, won't you miss me? I don't have friends. I'm the lone wolf, Kirk said. Oh. Don't get too close and you can't get hurt. That's my philosophy. You know how it hurts when you pull off a Band-Aid? Not if you don't stick it on in the first place. Oh. <laughs> I know. Um, so that happens. He yeah. leaves. And something happens with Maya. I don't even know. But. He moves away and he sends her a letter. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's back at the beginning of school the next year, maybe. Maybe. So at the end of the letter, he says, P.S. I put something else in the envelope. I hope you remember me sometimes. Maya reached into her sweater pocket, slid her hand into the envelope the letter had come in. She smiled as she curled her fingers around the something else in the envelope. A band-aid. <laughs> Way to bring it home, Catherine Ellis. <laughs> I know. I like how Catherine Ellis wrapped it up because I missed the Band-Aid on the page so before. <laughs> and we had to talk about it. And I was like, ew, why is there a nasty Band-Aid in this letter? <laughs> and also, have you never received a letter with, and not noticed there was something inside there? No, because you're always looking for something and they're like, where's my goddamn check? There's no check in here. I don't want this letter. You would just feel the Band-Aid. It's just, I don't know. Catherine. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. So that was Maya. That was Maya. I love her. That was Maya. I enjoyed Maya. Yeah. I was like, you weren't reading it. I read it weeks ago. I kept being like, read Maya. You will like Maya. I know I had a lot going on. I'm sorry. No, I understand. It yeah. was just out of all the amazing Degrassi books we've read. It was one of the better ones, for well, sure. Once I started reading it, then I was like super into it. I was like, what ho? I have to read yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, what ho? Caitlin's getting felt bluffs? up? I need to know more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's, there were reasons to read it. So what was your favorite part? Um, Do we do this on the books? My favorite part was just that Maya finally got got her own yeah i like the boyfriend i like that yeah. i just like it's also i love it because it's a summer book yeah i also appreciate that like you got to see like a sillier side of caitlin and she yes. seemed less um uptight yeah, you know, she was still her total uptight self but at the same time like she was more fun too like in the that caitlin book sense. she's never like laughing or joking yeah, that's true. Well, and nor is she getting third based either. So yeah, that was quite shocking. <laughs> yeah, it's really unexpected. Yeah, way to go, Caitlin. Let's go, Caitlin. Go. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favorite part? Did you just say it? And I was oh, Scotty in the break room with Maya. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're terrible. I know. I like 
be horrible. No, I really, I did like this book. It was a good one. Yeah. One of the harder ones to find as well. It was. I mean, I have a French copy if anybody speaks French (laughs) or reads French. Yes. You don't have to speak it. You can just read it and it'll be fine. Yeah. Is it called Le Maya? Um, it's called like L'Ecole something. I don't oh, know. right, right. It's like the school of Degrassi or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. How it is. yeah. I All don't right. either, but it's different. Well, next up is our final book. Yep. That might take us three years to get to because it's BLT. And no offense, BLT, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be the most exciting book. Does it not? What's the storyline? Do you know? I'm pulling it out uh, right it's now. It's summertime and BLT doesn't have as much money as his friends, which I call bullshit on because BLT always looks way put together. Yeah, he's always got, like, great haircuts and clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, I think the whole premise is that, like, he's the poor kid and can't keep up with his friends. Oh. Yeah, I'm not into that, like... Not to be whatever, can we just have, like, one of the kids be rich on this series at one point? (laughs) Like, I guess Arthur, it works out later on, but it's like, everyone's living in, like, dire poverty, like, fucking LD sleeps in a garage in a pile of oily rags, like, (laughs) (laughs) can someone just have a good day? I know. We've got fucking uh, wheels sleeping in barns and stuff. Yeah, he's sleeping in Well, I guess Lucy has money because she's going on vacation, so. That's true. Lucy is the one with money. Yeah. Oh, my God. But still love Degrassi, but not super excited for BLT. Oh, I am. It'll be good. I like BLT. Oh, good. I want to know how far he went with Michelle. I wonder if she got third-based. Oh, I don't she definitely know. went all the way. She had her own apartment. You think? Yeah. She seems so uptight. Oh, maybe that was the problem. Maybe he yeah, was like, I, think mm, so. I don't want to do that. He was like, not her. <laughs> yeah, she's so uptight. And then, like, well, I'm not going to know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to Maya. And I'm going to cut Allison off before she says something I have to edit out. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. This has been Degrassi Book Club. Bye. Join us next time as we discuss the next volume in the series, BLT. 